Hello marketers, welcome to another episode of Digital Marketing News and this is your host Sanjay Devaveja. Well, I'm eating a chewing gum, so don't get irritated with the kach 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 which you'll be uh, hearing a lot. Um, it's been a long week and pardon my hours, okay, because I have been trying very hard in order to eradicate these from the podcast. I guess I'll be successful one day. But moving on, it's been a long week and there's a lot that has happened in digital marketing world. So without wasting any more time in this introduction, which is very boring and narcissistic, let's dive straight into the news. First update is coming from Google. Google's My Business Provider program replaces Trusted Verifier for GMB Outreach. Uh, Google My Business Outreach, which I meant. So My Business Provider will supplant the Google Trusted Verifier program. So it is replacing the Google Trusted Verifier program. Both programs have same goal, simplify verification of local business listings at scale for Google My Business by allowing third parties to expedite the process. So this is the goal. This is a very big goal, but yeah, this was the goal. According to the several studies uh, over the past few years, a substantial number of Google My Business profiles remain unclaimed. The program, like its predecessor, enlists group or organization sorry groups or organizations handling large amount of business data so it enlists these kind of profiles to help local business claim their google my business profiles my business providers must apply be approved and onboarded and then they can obtain and distribute verification codes for businesses they work with my business providers can verify individual businesses or locations in bulk the faqs list uh, several categories of potential mbps but doesn't foreclose others. For example, banks, auto dealers, delivery and distributor companies, telephone companies, tourism and government organizations, malls, and airports. Significantly, agencies, you know, SEOs and resellers are not eligible for this program. And the proposed MBP, it's the short form of the new program, must not have the access to business listings they are verifying. Google says MVPs cannot charge for the services or display any kind of partner badge, but sees the program as a competitive advantage for those involved. If you are helping local merchants succeed through a strong online presence, this partnership with Google can help you distinguish yourself from other com uh, competitors. This is what Google has to say on this particular program. Google also offers a range of talking points for MVPs. These include one-liner introductions such as we partner with Google to help small businesses build a successful online campaign on Google search and maps that attract customers' attention as well as more detailed pitches. This is what you know they have to say in nutshell. So Mike Blumenthal notes in his post that it was long thought that the trusted verifier program was an ongoing source of local listing spam. It is not clear what if any additional protections Google put in to place or to prevent this program from becoming the same. Third party aggregators are often motivated by profit in approaching local businesses owners and this has created numerous problems over the years. Google is trying to leverage third parties with lots of relationships to improve the data in search and maps, but you know without creating incentives to spam or exploit the SMBs. So this was all from the Google My Business page listing. Moving on to another update, which is again from Google. Congratulations, SEO guys. 
you have one more core update <laughs> so google <laughs> google announced that uh, january 2020 core update is rolling out so google has confirmed that its january 2020 core update which began this monday at noon uh, sorry for our <laughs> but is now mostly done rolling out this update has been rolled out uh, by thursday morning so google said that uh, google said on the search engine account the update is mostly done though as with any core update it may take up to 2 weeks to fully complete currently everyone is seeing the impact but they are not sure of what exactly is there in the update stay tuned and let me know what you guys saw you know because of the update i have linked the article in the show notes in the description below where you can go and check out what the community is chattering about moving on to another update from google this is from google ads so google is rolling out desktop search redesign with black ad label so back in may google released a redesign for mobile search results with a new black ad label and favicons by urls in the organic search result snippets i hope you remember that so several months after that launch google is now rolling out this redesign to desktop search results the label now appears at the top of the ad along with the display url also in black text above the headline for the first time so when you search for a product or service and we have a useful ad to show you will see a bolded ad label at the top of the card alongside the web address so you can quickly identify where the information is coming from and this is what google announced in may 2019 and same is on the line you know when you place this particular update you will find that this is the particular messaging which they want to deliver right now as well so it's not harmful to say that google is trying to put the ad as diminished as it can so that the person is not even able to find out whether this is an ad or this is from a website and just click on it moving on so organic listings are also getting a new favicon treatment so in may 2019 as soon as these ad label were announced we noticed that the site name and the breadcrumbs appear in the black text next to the favicon and word display above the title link in a similar structure to the new text ad treatment right i hope everyone is following uh, following through prior to this update the site name and breadcrumbs appeared in the green text below the title google has also removed the gray line below the organic titles and headline so each card looks more like a single unit searchers will hopefully be able to use this design after seeing it on the mobile for several months you know they would get acquainted to it but with any user interface change in google search many are likely to complain about it as usual and many are likely to be happy about it as usual in addition you may see changes in the traffic because of the favicons at the top and new interface over overall so you should track these click through rate changes but do not make any rash decision on these changes too quickly give it some time for searchers to adapt to it and see what changes you need to make to your organic or paid listings in google i hope everyone is clear about it and i think if your site doesn't have a favicon i think you should first of all get it there because otherwise it would come off as a very 
bad thing for the brand itself. Moving on to Google Ads update where Google Ads enables bid simulator for target ROS, ROS, budget simulator for maximize clicks and conversions. So Google is extending the availability of bid and budget simulators to more smart bidding strategies. So bid simulator of uh, you know bid simulator for target ROAS how that helps is so bid simulator has been available for you know only manual and target CPA bidding as we all know but it is now available for target ROAS campaigns as well. The simulator works the same way it does in manual and target CPA bidding campaigns. The projected impact of a change is based on your auction data from the past seven days and assumes all other influencers such as your ads, landing pages, your competitors ads and all, you know, and they all stayed in the same manner and then it is calculated. So budget simulator for maximize click and maximize conversion, how that works. So both of these bid strategies aim to spend your entire budget in the pursuit of maximizing the number of clicks or conversions respectively. And then if you are using these strategies and routinely running out of the budget before the end of the day, you may see the budget simulator icon appear in the status column as it appears when you have been using target CPA strategy. So it shows the projected impact of changing your daily budget just like it shows in the target CPA bidding strategy as well as of now. So these simulations are also based on your past seven days auction data. I think all the PPC managers should go back to their AdWords account and see how this is working for them. And then come back and let me know in the comments below if it helps you guys. Moving on, Google rolls out organic popular products listing in mobile search results. So Google has a lot of updates this week. Several years ago now, uh, Google made the significant move to, you know, turn the product search listings into an entirely paid product. And we all know those are PLA ads, product listing ads, or now popularly known as Google shopping ads. So these have accounted for an increasing share or for retail search budgets ever since. More recently, however, Google has been augmenting organic search results with product listings and it's in a product search battle with Amazon, as we all know. Maybe that's why they are trying to do it, but this is how it looks like. So on Thursday, the company announced the official rollout of popular products for apparel, shoe and similar searches in mobile results. I think this is also gonna give Pinterest a nice competition. Google has been experimenting with ways to surface product listings in organic search results, including pro popular products, which has been spotted for several months now. The section is powered by those organic fields. Google says it identifies popular products from merchants to show them in a single spot, allowing users to filter by style, department and size type. The listings link to the retailer's website, you know, this is a part of a broader effort by Google to enhance product search experiences as it faces increasing competition from Amazon and other marketplaces. So earlier this week, Google announced that it has inquired, so it has acquired Pointy as well. So uh, I, yeah, do like I haven't come covered uh, Pointy as of now in this particular news, but do let me know what do you think about Google's acquisition of Pointy because that's a particular company which is situated in one region and acquiring that how would it help Google in the long run. 
So in the past few years, Google has also promoted retailers to adopt product schema markup on their sites by adding support for it in search and image search results. So, you know, last spring, if you remember, Google opened up Merchant Center to all retailers, regardless of if they are running shopping campaigns or if they are not, you know, any retailer can submit their feed in real time to, um, you know, make to for Google to make the products eligible in the search results. So I think uh, officially rolling it now makes sense and uh, directly competing with Amazon, this part, this particular thing will help them or it may not, but you know, ad revenue was certainly at the heart of the shift of the paid product listings, but prior to the move. Product search on Google was often a terrible user experience, as we all know, with search listings often not matching what was on the landing page from the availability to pricing to even the very product itself. The move to a paid solution imposed quality standards that forced merchants to clean up their product data and provide it to Google in a structured manner in the form of product feeds through Google Merchant Center. Moving on to Microsoft advertising now. You remember responsive search ads which were available in Microsoft? They weren't. Now they are. <laughs> so responsive search ads are now available globally in Microsoft advertising interfaces. After running responsive search ads in open beta for several months, advertisers in all the available markets can now set up responsive search ads. So if you didn't have that in your Microsoft account, if you'll go and see, you will have it as a, as a thing now. Responsive search ads are available via Web UI Editor and Microsoft Advertising API. The company announced Monday you can also import RSAs you have set up in Google Ads. So directly you can uh, import it. Sorry for again doing a. The system then automatically serves headline description combinations predicted to improve click-through rate. So everything is copied from Google or whatever you can say. And uh, this is how it is going. Moving on to another update of Microsoft Advertising. So Microsoft Advertising to deprecate average position. It was in the, in the community, everyone thought that they would be deprecating it because it doesn't make sense. No one is going to use average position. What, what does it give me? It doesn't give me anything. Why would I use average position? So after Google Ads announced it would be sunsetting average position, Microsoft introduced impression share reporting metrics, but said it would continue showing average position as well. It didn't make sense. It just didn't. But Microsoft Advertising announced Wednesday that it will deprecate average position beginning in April. So it introduced the slate of position matrices, which you can, which are top impression share, top impression share, loss to rank, top, uh, top impression share, loss to budget, absolute top impression share, absolute top impression share, loss to rank, and absolute top impression share, loss to budget. It makes sense to let go of average position and after the removal of right rail ads, the metric indicated very little about where on the page your ads actually appeared. Now in both Microsoft advertising and Google ads, advertisers can shift their focus to newer position metrics that focus on impression share of positions above the organic results. Moving on to social media and first update is coming from Instagram. So Instagram is working on new maps streaker for Instagram stories. Reverse engineer expert Jane Manchun Wong has discovered that Instagram is working on a new map sticker for stories, which would display your location on a world map. The map sticker would show a section of a world map image, including a marker for your location. 
you would imagine due to privacy concerns that you wouldn't be able to zoom in too far on that map giving viewers a precise location but it could be another way to easily share where you are and what you are up to at any given point of time a map sticker in stories could align with that giving users yet another way to quickly visually add context to their stories frames this is something which is coming after instagram is under a scrutiny of whether the privacy concerns are taken the priority or not and this was already done in facebook group stories i guess early earlier and uh, this thing is again being done let's see how much they are able to or whether this is just an experiment they would not be rolling this out let's see in future let me know in the comments below if you think you are optimistic about this particular feature as well or not moving on to ninth update of this week where instagram officially begins testing of dms in desktop version the functionality was first spotted in testing in february last year instagram has now confirmed that it will begin a small rollout of direct message access through the web based version of its app so instagram says that a small percentage of users will initially be given the access to the option with the process still very much in the test phase the addition will make instagram's messaging tools more widely accessible as not all users are able to access the platform via the app people in regions where network access is limited or where the data plans are restrictive could benefit from being able to connect to their dms on an on an alternate platform and given the popularity of direct messaging on instagram which i use a lot as demonstrated by the launch of its threads messaging app last year it makes sense for the platform to look for more ways to facilitate direct interaction for brands the addition could have specific benefits for those looking to use instagram direct for customer service queries enabling easier integration into your broader social media workflow for all the cs executives or the cs manager customer support manager i think this particular update is like a good news and they were hoping that it is introduced as fast as it can so that they won't have to always go to their mobile or smartphones in order to reply to their customers and they can streamline the process on the desktop itself because most of the cs executives are still working on the desktop here in india moving on to another update from instagram where instagram officially launches new layout mode for stories instagram has this week officially launched its new layout mode for the stories which provides a range of grid display styles for still images within a single frame the layout option which will be among your stories camera modes provides a range of presentation styles to choose from which you can scroll through then take shots accordingly it's another option to consider for your instagram stories definitely this was the last update from instagram moving on to the company that owns instagram facebook facebook is adding more detail to its user control controls over advertisers custom audience list targeting so last february Facebook added some new info elements in its why am i seeing this ad and it has increased the transparency you know further this particular year and uh, you can whenever you are seeing any ad and if you click on why am i seeing this ad it will completely tell you which particular uh, that particular company has added you in a particular remarketing list or let's say they have done something you know because of which you are seeing the ad and you will be able to completely see it i have linked the whole article in the description below if you are interested to know about it then go ahead and check it out so the new option 
is rolling out later this month and will be available in your advertisers and businesses listing in ads preferences and it will give user a more control over their data and help them understand as to why they might be seeing certain kind of ad moving on to twitter where twitter confirms that it won't be adding an edit option anytime soon so this week in an interview with wired twitter ceo jack dorsey you know said that edit button is not on the cards for the platform and likely never will be this is why this is what he exactly said so people who are thinking you know it is it's kind of a blow for them so just listen to me what he exactly said can we get that edit buttons in 2020 this was the question asked and he answered the answer is no the reason there is no edit button there hasn't been an edit button traditionally is we started as an sms text messaging service so you know as you all know when you send a text you can't really take it back we wanted to preserve that vibe and that feeling in the early days but now you know we have an app and a lot of people are using us on the web and there are some issues with the edit button that we can solve one is you might send a tweet and then someone might retweet that and then after half an hour or half an hour later you completely change the contents of that tweet and that person that retweeted the original tweet is now retweeting and reproducing something completely different so that's something to watch out for a lot of people want it because they want to fix a quick spelling error or a broken link or what not and that's great we have considered 1 minute window and 30 second window to correct something but that also means that uh, we have to delay sending the tweet out because once it's out people see it so these are all the considerations and it's just works but we'll probably never do it if you want to still stick to the edit option and want the hope you can see that in the last sentence he said we'll probably never do it so there is a probably and you can stick to it and there is a hope moving on to tiktok so tiktok is developing a feed of curated content similar to snapchat's discovery stream so as it works to address advertiser concerns around ad placement alongside controversial content rising video app tiktok is investigating the possibility of a curated content stream similar to snapchat's discovery surface so the financial time reports that the tiktok is looking at adding in a new highlight stream which would display selected original videos from popular tiktok creators alongside the content from professional publishers the added curation would give tiktok's moderators more control over the viewing experience ensuring that advertisers don't end up having their ads wedged in between controversial posts well this was all for the week guys if you want to read more about the particular topic which i have covered you can go in the show notes in the description below and check out well this was all for the week i hope this gives you a kick start for this week so do follow the hashtag digital marketing news for the latest news on twitter do follow the podcast and share it with your colleagues to help them stay updated with whatever is happening in the digital marketing world great thank you bye